the ants are, uh, ants are, but whatever, man, they were all over my room, and I just, I, I need to get rid of them, and the thing that I use is pretty cool, and I started the show already, so that's how I'm opening the show with, um, yeah, so I accidentally made some grilled cheese, well, I didn't accidentally make grilled cheese, I wanted to make it, but then I left it out without killing, without cleaning the Foreman grill, and ants got all over the place, I bought some ant killer on Amazon, they were gone in, like, the next day, so... I hope they killed the queen and and there was a massive tragedy. So welcome everybody to the 29th episode of Sports Goose. Uh, I'm Francisco and I'm joined by Charles right now. Andrew is probably going to join us at some point via telephone uh, at some point. And I don't know why my Switch is still on or my Wii U is still on. I should probably turn that off. So we we're, we have a, we, we actually bought a capture card. So I think next week we'll be able to have some actual gaming. Because uh, we'll have to satiate ourselves um, with just off-season news for the other sports except baseball. Unless something huge happens in baseball. I don't know. The Yankees keep winning, right, Charles? Despite you guys I, dropping like flies. I mean, listen. Big stuff has happened in baseball. We've got Evan and Carcion. But, you know, <laughs> Yankee fans and people who hate Yankee fans and Yankees alike. But mm-hmm. right now, we're getting closer to the all-star deadline. So... It's just going to kind of be the fun times. Yeah, so that's baseball life right there. Isn't this the last season where I think next year they change the rules, right? Yeah. Where it's like all of the uh, the waiver trade deadline and the regular trade deadline are, are uh, linked up. Yeah, I think they're all on the same day. I think July 31st or whatever. And that, the NBA also starting July 1st because they open up their free agency, right, on July 1st? Yes, so, they're gonna do it a couple days earlier. Uh, it's I think it's been July first for quite a while. I think I'm not sure, but well, the NHL I know it's always July first, and like I know the NBA starts used to start right at midnight, but now I think they're gonna start like in the middle of the afternoon or something. So now the NA, I mean the NHL. Gosh, man, and I covered free agency day in 2015 at the BB&T Center when the Panthers went ham and got all these all those great veterans that actually pushed us over the top for the 2016 season the following year. Yeah, I was there for 2014-15. Um, obviously, when we got Derek McKenzie and, like, um, uh, Willie Mitchell, uh, UC Jokinen, those type of guys um, that – contributed a ton to our 2016 team and then we blew it all up the following season that was great um yeah bu welcome uh the west coast edition yeah what's well let's see it'd be five o'clock back in california where apparently the lakers are the favorite to win the nba finals next year we just want more fans we're gonna sell out real quick but you know we're gonna convert uh either francisco myself or andrews we're just following we're just gonna follow cesar they have no depth whatsoever at this point no they have no depth so well yeah we'll get to that at that point uh, uh we'll get to that um the raptors and the blues had their championship parades uh eric carlson signed a massive extension with the sharks so at least the montreal Canadiens didn't get him that's another bit of news um, but, uh, now that we're here, Charles, I guess we can like sports wise, 
we're in a bit of a downturn. We've got baseball and just the off season for the other sports. The NHL awards are going to happen. The NBA awards are going to happen. And uh, the drafts are back to back, actually. The NBA goes first, I think. And then the NHL has the following uh, next two days afterwards. So Panthers have the 13th, pith, 13th pick, which, you know, whatever, we'll get somebody. And the Heat have a 13th pick, which. Whatever, they'll get somebody. <laughs> you mean we're going to trade him for somebody? You really think they're going to trade him? You really yeah. think the Heat are going to do like a sign and trade with the Sixers and get Jimmy Butler? Well, I mean, What? I got some salami next to me. Usually they'll just get rid of it. And they'll just try to trade out. Because remember, you trade away some of those picks, you're not having to sign any of those rookies for any kind of salary reserves. But I don't know why the Heat wouldn't want to... You know, like the Raptors. The Raptors had a reasonably competitive team for the last five seasons, I would say. And then when the opportunity presented itself, they pounced and got Kawhi, and look what happened. You know, that's a perfect storm, though. It is a perfect storm, but at the very they least, they a whole lot. It's not even just getting the right guy. They fired their coach, who was coach of the year, right? Change up their whole kind of scheme, going from this. They got ISO ball. Right. They got they got rid of their beloved. Uh... What's up, Mikey? Uh, I'm glad you're watching on your phone. I'm assuming. Let's see. What what kind of phone would Mikey have? A, a Samsung Galaxy Note. I don't know. Who knows? I Maybe. Ah, uh, but I would love the the Heat to just just field a competitive team for now, and then like once you, they're not gonna pounce. Like right now is not the time to pounce. You know, just field a team, build it up in like twenty twenty one or whatever. You might be able to pounce. iPhone six S plus. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, it's Andrew. This is this is once again Andrew is uh has popped through. Uh welcome, dude. How's it going, guys? Yeah, we're on the show. We're 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 over here. We're we're talking about some uh some basketball. Uh the NBA finals have concluded. The Raptors won. All is uh, right I'll in the world. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll hang up differently. But they're Canadian, Andrew. That's as close as as to hockey talk you're gonna get right now. All right, I'll allow it. But the uh, the celebration was nice. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Kawhi laughing. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, uh, the, the 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 one of you know laughter of what you say before you kill your enemies, <laughs> kind of like from the Predator. Remember when he's laughing? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's. Uh, what would you describe as you said that he's uh what what did you call him an alien? Uh, myself or Andrew? You, yeah, yeah, Charles. So how I describe Kawhi Leonard's laughing, which is kind of like a villain laughing that he's a, an anime villain about to kill off a secondary character. An anime villain, okay, a very specific. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Yu Hoku show. It, oh, it just okay, alrighty, alright, yeah, I'll allow it. Uh. I just watched Little Witch Academia on Netflix. <laughs> That's very weeb-like of me, but yeah. 
Um, I need. I hadn't watched an anime in forever. Actually, no. Mob Psycho is currently going on. I haven't watched all of that, and I haven't watched all of One Punch Man season two yet. So, I'm so. Uh, yeah, season two hasn't really captivated me so far, but whatever. I'm not that harsh of a critic. Um, I was on that one that My Hero Academia kick. Oh yeah, Mm. yeah. But uh, I wanted to mention something really quick. Yeah. Um, Charles, can you hear me now? Charles, can you hear him? No, I can't hear him. He cannot hear you, dude. I do not know why. You're on the same phone call as us, right? Can you hear me now? He can't hear you, can you? Can Charles? I, I don't think he can hear you. I'm not even sure. Well, I mean, you can hear me. I might have to translate for you. I might have to be the the, the, the messenger in between. All right. Like a ah, no, that would be weird. Uh, Andrew, uh, here. Let me, let me, uh, let me see if I can. Is there something I can do to kind of bring you in? I mean, here don't or? don't sweat it. I'm, I can't stay on long. But... Okay, all right. Well, I mean, uh, did you do you have any observations for the Raptors or just the the celebration in general or, or whatever? I don't know. Or even the Blues celebration. Um, well, I, I did talk a lot, a lot about Andrew. the Blues celebration because the. We'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, basically, I know that you, Charles, had brought up in our chats that this, that the Raptors win is, uh, has an asterisk to it. All right, so. Um... And my, uh, my take on it is, uh, I've seen other people take the, take it as well. Oh, boy. Um, I don't think there's an asterisk here. Um, no asterisk for the Raptors. Okay. And my my point, my my take on it is, uh, it goes to depth. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, look at. I mean, it's a different uh, animal, but. Look at the Boston Bruins. They uh, Zdeno Chara was out with an injury. Um, well, mm-hmm. not really. He got severely injured. <laughs> he stayed, uh, but he stayed, obviously. But right, lots of guys get really injured. Um, but in the past, you see tons of teams get severely injured in the playoffs, and they still win. Um, it was just extremely bad luck that the Warriors got so banged up. But I think, I don't want to say that they didn't have the depth, but basically my point is that, uh, how do I phrase it? Uh, They won. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I get you. Uh, I mean, I know that's kind of not a great explanation, but that's that's my ultimate point: is they won. Um, it's if they if they took if they went all Nancy Kerrigan and uh, you know uh, broke their uh, broke the Kevin Durant's kneecap or took out his Achilles uh, and Clay 
Jackson's uh, ACL, that would right. be another story, and that would be totally illegal. And that would would have made that thing even more interesting. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, so I think that their prior injuries contributed to their more serious injuries. Yeah. Um, I mean, KD especially. The leg bone is connected to the hip bone sort of thing. Right. You know, Durant's, uh, what was it, his hamstring or his calf? Uh, His Achilles, actually. No, 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 before that. Oh. um, He was out for a few games. Yeah, well, yeah, against the Rockets. Yeah, he he, he injured it in game six against the Rockets. Uh, Went out and then... um, and tried to come back for the, for that uh, game five, and you know, right? Well, yeah. Charles is saying it was his calf, and I can buy that. But with Clay Thompson, he was out with something completely unrelated to his knee. No, no, yeah. And, well, that was just a torn ACL, which could have happened at any point. But him, if if he weakened at some area, that'll apply. Or pressure to another area to compensate. Right. So I don't know. I think that him coming back may have actually hurt him more. Uh, <laughs> that's my take on it. No, but I guess. Ult- I agree with you. To be honest, I agree with like okay, both of the Raptors and the Warriors went in to this finals. Um, look, the Warriors came in with their. Two of their best players, two of their three best players still there. Mm-hmm. Who, before then in 2015, along with Draymond Green, they won a championship against LeBron. All right. right. Then they failed in 2016 um, due to, I would say, Draymond Green's fault the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then they got KD and just trounced the, the Cavs the following two seasons. But then they walk into this one. Yeah, they were beat up. Yeah, it's been... They played more than like a hundred games in the playoffs at that point over the last that was an interesting, four seasons. That was an interesting. That was an interesting point that Steve Kerr brought up. Right. Which was he thinks what is it? It was five straight years that they've that they've made it all the way to the bottom. Yeah. That is, I did the eighty-two season. Right. Somehow swept every series. That's another game. Right. That's 90 games. Right. Have yeah. not all those series. So they've played 500-plus games over a five-year span. It's crazy. That is going to take massive damage. <laughs> like a giant enemy crab. Right, because then... Uh, I hope Charles got that reference. Enemy crab. <laughs> yeah, giant enemy crab, baby. I don't get that one. Either. Oh no, it's from the uh, the review of the PS3 in 2000 and E3. We're gonna talk about E3 later, but uh, okay. at E3 of 2005 or 2006, yeah, 2006. Yeah, like it was disastrous, and they were showing off a game, like a Japanese fight, like samurai type of game. They're like, oh, these are actually recreating historic battles from historic Japan, and then they. Suddenly, right there, pops up, and here's a giant enemy crab, <laughs> and you have to you have to hit its weak point for massive damage. Like it, it became a meme, 
And it was funny because uh, he just said that this was historical battles that happened in real life. And I'm like, well, you guys are fighting giant enemy crabs in Japan. So, well, sorry. I'll have I, to look it up. Yeah, no, you have to. It's pretty funny, but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, see, a 500 game, 500 plus games over five years, not to mention that the finals end generally early to mid-June. Uh, let's say early June and the season starts up in October. So you've got, let's say three quarters of June, July, August, September. You have like three little, little under four months to get some R and R and get back into tip top shape. Yeah. I mean, if, if you do one deep, if you do one deep run, if you win one finals, you know, that's one thing. Uh, but you don't go as deep the next year. You get five, six months yeah. to rest. But if you're doing four months in five consecutive years, you're not going to be doing great. But uh, okay, so Charles, are you still label the asterisk after all that? All right. So I gotta clear things up. I'm just playing right in here. Half man just ran until I dropped him back into the call. So forgive me if I'm quoting wrong. Okay. My position always kind of stays the same. Asterisks I know are non-existent. And the thing is, in this time of the year, especially considering the fact that the team that lost in the finals, the Warriors, people are going to want to die on the idea that asterisks don't happen because everybody and their mother, except for anybody who is a Golden State fan or anybody who predicted Golden State to win, like myself, mm-hmm. are going to feel validated by the fact that they lost in the finals, especially since last year was a sweep and then the prior year was domination. So they don't want to hear my talk about asterisks, but you guys got to realize something. So it wasn't just one person that got injured. It wasn't two people that got injured. It's a whole bunch of people that get injured. KD with the Achilles, Clay with the knee, Kevon Louie with the Oluni with the collarbone, Andre Iguodala is injured. And here's the thing, basketball is a starting five, right? Three of your five, or I guess two of your five, are injured there. Draymond's kind of ineffective. There's a little bit on him, but people got to realize Draymond's going to be the 20-point guy anyway. But right. Bench is also injured as well. So you're mean to tell me that it took them all of Toronto's good luck and health and great for them because sometimes the, the true best team for a team that is healthy and consistent, it took a healthy lineup to beat Steph Curry in six games. Well, let me, yeah. let me clarify my position. Yeah. I still think that the Warriors are the best team. Of course. Yeah, I got that part. For, for me, it's more of um. I mean, it's just a whole thing, because when we talk, we know I'm Mr. Contrarian and unpopular opinion, but right. the asterisk thing, whew, I was getting some heat from people outside of this group chat, not you guys, but others. I'm like, what? Why can't I say this? <laughs> Listen, Your Honor. Listen, Your Honor. I'm just yeah. saying the Raptors didn't, you know. <laughs> I-, I have a friend, so I'm not going to put him on blast, but he was like, what? Mr. He's Charles, saying, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can say the same like one of my friends like, well, I can say the same thing about Golden State that initially uh, won it when the Cavs were injured. Yeah, but also the following year, that's a team that won 72, 73 games without KD, and they got the KD because KD is a competitor. Uh, I'm not going to take away from Toronto that they were the best equipped team in the East. I'm not going to take away the fact that their championship was meaningless, it's meaningful. But I'm also going to say in the annals of history, where the only thing. Yeah, this is never going to echo into the history books. It's only going to be rumors asterisks with the three it, guys talking about right now and everybody else who hears this part of the conversation and really considers being asterisks or not. I, I, I guess, 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing your point. I guess you could say, like, let's compare... Okay, like, the Raptors beating the Warriors was surprising if, from the start of the series, if you would say. Okay, you would have been surprised if they had, they had won the series. I think almost, all, uh, almost everybody, unless you were a diehard Raptors fan, was surprised that this happened. Um, I would, I think the, the, when you got the, the Mavs in 2011, when they beat the Heat, that was a, an upset. And then I guess the next one after that, you would say is the 04 Pistons when they beat the Lakers. Yeah. So, uh, well, the Spurs, I don't know. I just, they're, they were, they were in that fifth championship at that point. They still had some of their core and I still would say that. The Heat were at least they weren't like, like weren't as heavily favored because they had met up the, the you know the year before that. So I'm just saying teams that sort of look like they came out of nowhere in a in a sense or 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 you know had that one shining moment of and they took it you know that that one opportunity. One shining moments for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Okay, <laughs> sorry, so, sorry I, I I destroyed their 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 trademark there, um, but still. I, like I would put the Raptors, uh, let's say, even then probably the, the third between the Pistons and the Mavs of those years. Like mm-hmm. as far as um, raking their performance, and because I would say the Pistons were a better overall team just because of how well they 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 played the Lakers in that series, and then the Mavs after that beating the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say the Raptors here because it probably did take losing Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, uh, and and a bunch of other guys during the series for them to get to this point. Like if oh, Kawhi, no if Kawhi went down, this Raptors team would have been fried. Decimated, destroyed. Yeah, just right there. Okay, just yeah. having Steph Curry on one side versus uh, versus um, the Raptors without Kawhi. Yeah. I guess I can summarize my point as I don't think anyone with any sort of knowledge of the thing would say that the injuries to KD and Clay didn't affect the team uh, and definitely made them weaker. That would be ludicrous to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other teams have taken significant beatings, not just in basketball, but in other sports, and they've lost star players, uh, and they still win. Uh, that's where your depth comes in. And I know there's significantly smaller depth when it comes to basketball because it's only, I think, a 15-man roster as opposed to 25-plus in other sports. Right. So I guess my ultimate point is you live as a team, you die as a team. Yeah. Okay. All right, boys. Um, uh, so, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. I will jump off now uh, oh, okay. to avoid the wrath of Charles. Uh, but more real, uh, more significantly, I still have to get to bar prep. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Um, and yeah, Charles, I see your text right now. I like I said, I still think the Warriors are the best team. I think they just got very, very unlucky. Unlucky, and the Raptors took advantage. Um, they could have blown it. I mean, like you said, they kept it very close in the last game. They blew the shot to win it in Toronto in Game Five. They definitely could have blown it, but they had the the 
gumption to hold it together long enough that they could win four games. So uh, not taking anything away from the Warriors, but the, the Raptors do deserve some credit here for taking advantage. Yeah. All righty. All right, gentlemen, I will see you next week in person. Uh, but for now, I have to listen to some Grossman. Yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> have some fun. Um, the Jets still suck. Just, just, uh, just let yes. me know that. All righty. Hey, good dude. night, guys. Good night, everyone. All righty. All right. So I'm going to piggyback a few things on the Yeah. We have before. Um, here's my position with Toronto winning it. It fits into my season-long mentality of anybody but Philly, so I'm okay. Yeah. They come for them for the Western Conference Final. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No. You have to look, I guess, and kind of shift gears still in the NBA to go onto a bigger horizon. What this really means for Golden State and essentially what it means that just tank next year, man. The two-star guy for injured, you know, just have both of them if you can. Play for that level pick to build on that depth issue, and there you go. I pulled this idea with my paralegal. Um, earlier today, is like, does a winning team with that kind of culture do it? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because with just Steph alone, and maybe, maybe you re sign DeMarcus Cousins, um, I, I, I don't know if you do it with Boogie because he's going to want that money, right? And he played well enough in the season um, to well, justify that money. I think, uh, I don't even think he's eligible for that much of a big payday after he took so much less this season. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think he's probably just gonna get the veterans minimum from somebody next year. I mean, he's first off, he got injured again. Yes. Uh, like at this point, it's just a, a history of this. I mean, you're you're gonna experience it once John Carlos Stanton gets injured again this season with I the think, Yankees. You know, yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen, dude. Um, so I, I don't know if Demarcus Cousins would even merit. Getting a big payday, he might just be. Yeah, he might. Honestly, he might just be better off staying with Golden State and having another shot at a ring, unless he wants to and, and this time he would hook up with LeBron in, in in L.A. That could that could be a thing too. Remember how he did well? You know, he got along with uh, with Anthony Davis, so that could be a thing. I mean, he would, but he also has Achilles too. Then, so we we just it's speculation. Yeah, when you're Will Meyer. I think that's the name of their um, GM. And then you're just the Golden State organization itself. When you ask yourself, how should we present this? No one is going to kind of hate you. Because listen, in the NBA, you get rewarded for tanking because everything is what Francisco when it comes to the NBA draft? Rigged. So, when it's rigged, <laughs> have a crappy season. You're in a new uh, stadium over in San Fran. You know, tank it out. Get your, get your next guy. You know, you should, hell, if you can't get KD because of money concerns, because do you want to pay for a guy who's going to be gone for a year anyway? And the logical answer is no, unless you're desperate. You might be able to get that huge, uh, you know, small forward, power forward that is just very, very sleek with his shot. You know, I don't know if the I, well. I mean, you got. Yeah, I know you're throwing. I, I don't know if the Warriors are just going to straight up just blow it up. There's no reason to, to be honest, and. Exactly, but you've got two guys that aren't going to be able to perform really. I mean, KD's out for a year. Well, it might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, let's. You might even say, like with LeBron. LeBron didn't. They didn't make the playoffs this season, but he might be the most rested he's been in in nine years. Yeah. 
So it might be a blessing in disguise for him. So the Warriors, let's say, there was a scenario, Ira Winterman and the Sun Sentinel posted. I don't know if you remember the 99, I think it was 99, no, the, the year that the Knicks went to the finals, the, the lockout shortened season in 99. They were the eighth seed, and that was only because they had so many injuries during the season that by the time they, you know, they, they were good enough to make the playoffs, but by the time they made the playoffs, they were healthy, and they faced the Heat, who were the number one seed, but were facing the Knicks, their, you know, longtime rival at that point. And the Knicks were not an eighth. They didn't have the talent of an eighth seed. They had the talent of like a second or third seed. And they, they beat the Heat. Uh, another close series, but they beat them. And then, like, he posited the same scenario where the, the Warriors could, they could, honestly, they might be able to coast in the Western Conference uh, hovering around the eighth seed with just Steph and Draymond. Okay. Yeah, they can they can flow and they can hang with a team like who who's the eight seed in the West this year? Like, um, well, let's check that. I think it was not San Antonio, but I'll check real right. quick. It, it just it wasn't an inspiring group of people. Like, I think they would be better than San Antonio, you know, with that lineup that they have, unless they get Kemba Walker, which San Antonio, hear me out, mm. RC Buford, sign Kemba. Yeah. I know you love some young guys. Kemba is meant for your system. He played for Bereggio over in Charlotte, and Charlotte is trash. You go sign Kemba, and you do him right. Um, the eighth seed was <laughs> the Clippers, but we don't know okay. because that's going to be a Kawhi-led Clippers. Th- that yeah, that okay. That would uh, if the if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, and that completely changes their their dynamic. Um, but I would say the the. The Warriors could hang there with, like, say, OKC, San Antonio. Uh, they'll be above the, the the Sacramento Kings. I don't know if the Portland Trailblazers would do the same thing that they did this season. They have to blow up because, yeah. you know, they, they got the contracts between games going to be redoing. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, what's his face? The column. And then you have uh, Nurkic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's paydays yeah. are coming for those guys. And the thing is, there's not a lot of money in that ownership. They don't want to pay people. That's why you have Alpha Ruth Marino and Maurice Harkless as your other two starting forwards. But uh, going back to the point, I would say I could I could picture a scenario where the Warriors hang for, let's say, going into February, probably a little post-All-Star break, and then they get their, their bodies back and sneak in as the eighth seed. Suddenly they're healthy, and you have an opening round which might emulate that same thing that the Knicks did years ago. So that's just a scenario that could happen, but all this is all speculation. Speaking of speculation, yeah, it's all speculation. It's what, you know what? Uh, speaking of specu- speculation, E3 happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you were most excited for, to be honest. I mean, Pokemon Sword and Shield because I'm a child. Uh, even though they kind of they kind of killed it for me when they said that not all the Pokemon would be in it. Uh, DLC. That's what they're gonna do to you. Uh, okay. You know I, I wouldn't mind DLC. Like, okay, so you start out with whatever that new region is called. Um, uh, Gaelic or Gala region. Yeah, or something. something like that. You start out with the new re- with the the new region. And then I wouldn't mind like, 
<laughs> Wulu Simulator 2019. That's a good. W- yeah, it's basic. Wulu is the uh, the MVP of the uh, of E3 2019, I would say. Um, him or Banjo, Banjo Kazooie. So maybe, but um, they kind of killed it for me a little bit. But I could I could get behind like okay, let's say you complete the main storyline. All right. Play the main storyline, and you know you're training up your new your Pokemon, and you're catching new ones, all that stuff. And then I could see like maybe six months down the line afterwards. I think most people would be done with the story mode that quickly. Yeah, for like a fee, I would even mind like a like a ten dollar expansion, which opens up another region where all these other Pokemon are at. You know, you take like a boat or a plane to this other region, and you and there's a new storyline right there. You know, I wouldn't mind that. Or maybe recreating like the Kanto region. You could go there and 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 play that. I wouldn't mind that either. So is your uh, what's the thing that got you all excited? Um, well, I like Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah. I was uh, I I like the way it looks. I like the the concept. I like that they showed a lot of it, uh, which tells me that they'll probably release it by Halloween. Which would probably be the best uh, scenario for that. Um, that's true. Nintendo's E3 was a nostalgia trip. Uh, Animal Crossing got pushed back, but I don't play Animal Crossing, so it's not my it's not my cup of tea. Um, I like Microsoft's. I, I, I'm most looking forward to Microsoft Microsoft Flight Simulator. To be honest, <laughs> that one caught me off guard, and I'm um. um but just the look of it, I don't know if anybody's found. Um, have you ever heard of a YouTuber called Air Force Proud ninety five? No. Nah. Oh boy, you gotta listen to this guy. Actually, I should look for him right now. So um, he plays. Um, let's see if I can search for him here on the. Uh, come on, search for him here on the screen. Air Force Proud ninety five. He plays Microsoft Flight Simulator, but on the uh, the Steam edition, and he is uh, he records his play sessions, and I think he's an act. He's an actual pilot, like in real life, um, or or at least an air f- uh, pilot, or maybe even a, a training air traffic controller. Um, he's got some videos here of him actually flying, and stuff like that. But he plays Flight Simulator because um, I think they actually what the these real pilots use this as practice and the new one's coming out for i think xbox and pc and so i wouldn't mind getting getting a higher end pc later on down the line saving up for that just to play flight simulator because it looks freaking awesome (laughs) um so it's a flight game made by bethesda you would think right and they had a kind of crappy presentation at E3 except for Doom I like Doom that kind of that kind of uh, that kind of piqued my interest no but there's no need to to be honest if it's if you're doing games at like 16 hours at nauseum of just killing demons I need something a little bit more in substance yeah okay but I, I kind of like those old type of uh, well isn't Quake still around? I think it's like a free to play game now. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the bastardized version of Quake. Yeah. 
Um, but this guy, Air Force Proud 95, you got to watch him. He Sometimes he tries to insert realism into his gameplay. So you'll have people who are just, you know, dicking around on online with the air traffic controlling or, or actually or actual pilots and they're just messing around. They don't know any of the actual jargon and whatnot. Um, what's up, Dudo122? Uh, we're talking about Microsoft Flight Simulator and this guy called Air Force Proud 95 that you got to follow on YouTube. I already subscribed to his channel. It's freaking hilarious, uh, the, the interaction he has with other people who are playing this online. And so I'm hoping he gets the new version that's coming out in, like, I think next year, right? Next year or something like that mm -hmm. uh, for the X. Oh, he's probably going to get it on PC for the PC. Uh, and I'm hoping to get it on the PC as well if it can run on something. If not, I'll save up for, for a PC because I would save up just to play this, um, to, just to play the new one on, on Xbox. I, I, you know, I'm Charles. I was kind of disappointed we didn't see Xbox on Nintendo Switch. It's coming, but not yet. Not I yet. They're going to just shift into like the Sega Genesis mindset or the Sega, you know, in general, how they do after the Dreamcast died. Yeah. They're just go with properties and have other people who are thought it was going to be Nintendo for quite some time, but you know, and another resurgence renaissance with Switch. Um, but they want to do cross play, cloud play with Sony. I think it's only a matter of time before Nintendo goes for it. I think they're going to try to eventually view themselves to be like, a service. you know, be a service, but also like a product equipment. So like your AMDs, your, uh, your other graphics card, radio and stuff like that, um, processors, and stuff, blah, blah, anything. Like they just want to make the better quality stuff. They want you to buy it. I think they're going to shift away. Maybe they'll just build some software, maybe, but you're doing it for all brands because... Hey, look, look at Activision, look at um, EA itself. I know EA is a devil. I get it. Still buy the games. But, you know, they make a tons of cash going all through platforms. So if Microsoft is looking to make their stuff in developments with their just gaming software, maybe their specs to provide to, you know, console makers like Sony, such as Nintendo, and they just, maybe they just have dedicated servers for the multiplayer games. I don't know, man, because you kind of knew they were kind of, I feel, throwing in, uh, the towels slightly when they were going for the console war because I know they're going to give you the upgraded Xbox One, so we'll call it the Xbox Two for all intents and purposes. But then they're doing stuff like the Master Chief Collection for the PC, so it's like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to give me Halo Infinite on all my consoles and PC and make me happy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, they, they said that it's coming out, yeah, for PC and the Xbox, so... Um, mm -hmm. I like the fact that they're just expanding their brand, so guys like me, who are single console people, actually have a shot of playing their stuff. Um, they obviously... Like, just the fact that Banjo's in Smash, I think they well, realize yeah. that their IP is more valuable. Like, their brand is more valuable than the console itself at this point. Yeah. They're going to go beyond their brand. Like, like Sony's going to be hardwired to their PlayStation for a while, especially because that's probably one of their best divisions in the entire company. Yeah, um, they don't lose money on that. They lose money on the movies. Yeah. And Nintendo, well, you know, Nintendo's going to keep doing their thing, but Nintendo's kind of separated in some sort of way. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad Microsoft's going this route. Um, I have Xbox, like... Like, I'm, I have an Xbox account on my PC, and I've used it already. I've, I've played some games from the uh, the Microsoft Store 
on my on my PC and they run well and they they're connected to Xbox. I have a gamer tag. I get the the achievements and all that stuff. So I, I'm already kind of there. They're already kind of there. So I'm already on board with if they put it on the Switch. I'm on board completely. If they have Xbox Game Pass, I might even subscribe to that. You know. Yeah. So there's a there's a ton of games that I know I haven't played and and I've always wanted to give it a shot, but I just don't have the money to support two consoles. But, uh, um, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, my PS4 is for my, I, I don't want to say it's hardcore, but my more, you know, intense video gaming. And then, um, you know, my Switch is basically for everything I want and I like, like the platform that was having the nostalgia and the novelty games. You know, I'm never going to get a Mario Kart on my PS4. Yeah. So if I want to just make my nephew cry, um, <laughs> you best believe that Smackin' Down is coming uh, through the Nintendo. Yeah. So uh, B, you mentioned Google Stadia. I I can't even get on board with that, to be honest. I'd have to see more. I, I, I'm sure there's some people who are going to use it, but um, I, I can't I can't really see cloud gaming right now. Like, even... There's a couple. I think there's a. I think there's a Resident Evil game on the Switch that's just a cloud yeah. game, which is Resident ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's a, it's ridiculous. I I, I, don't, I don't even want to give that even a second thought. The Witcher Three is going to be a physical hard copy, so um, if they could do that, then you know why would I even? Like, I I don't mind downloading a game. I've downloaded tons of games. Smash is downloaded on my Switch because I know if I had it in cartridge form, I probably wouldn't want to take it out. Like I like having it on my on my console at all times, but at least it's downloaded. It's it's a you know it's the data. I don't have to keep a, a connection going for for the internet just to have it run. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can get behind cloud gaming at that point. I would just I'd just save up for a PC that could run a a modern game. I, I don't need the the highest of specs. I'm not that big of a of a graphics whore, but. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for players. I mean, there's that's one point. Bu, um, there's a lot of places in North America that can't even maintain a um, like a, a broadband connection. There's still some places with dial-up. There's still uh, places that you 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 can't even get a phone signal out there. Uh, well, now they have the 8K TVs out. Charles, that's I see your your point there on the screen. I, I don't even know what I don't even know if you can even see 8K to be honest. I'm not even sure that's like at some point our eyes can't improve it, you know, or whatever's on the screen cannot be improved by by looking at it. So, and I'm hoping the new batch of consoles, uh, even though I'll probably just have the Switch, but uh, give us that promised like 60 frames per second steady 60 60 fps because there are a bunch of games this generation that couldn't even maintain a 60 fps frame rate that's what matters to me to be honest i love 60 fps plus uh gameplay is 30 is fine but you know all that power i would want to be pushed towards that type of stuff they can't even do split screen multiplayer anymore so that's except on nintendo consoles for for some reason Jumbo large screens like in arenas of public. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, if you're playing at the uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, that's fine. But 
Um, I have a 4K TV. Um, don't know much of the difference so far because I don't. I mean, there's some things I see on Netflix that are 4K, and there is a difference there, but uh, 1080p is fine enough for me. Listen, I used to have that same opinion, and then I went to my buddy Houdini's house, and we played Detroit Become Human. On PS4 Pro? Yeah, 4K OLED, and I realized the one time in my life, maybe the second time in my life, from now until the day I die, I had a wrong opinion. Oh, well then. (laughs) I, I guess I would have to see it to believe it, and my gaming consoles right now, um, I'm... My Switch will definitely not be able to do that. And my PC would probably explode if I ever even tried to set out a resolution of 4K. So, I maybe when I get... I, there's a there's a PC on Amazon that I've been seeing that's like 800 bucks. It's VR ready. And that's really what I'm looking forward to the most is VR. But, you know, that's way off in the future when they actually perfect that type of stuff. Um, all right, Charles. Did anything happen in wrestling? BT dubs? There, there, there's always stuff in wrestling, as you know. So I guess we'll go into a small segment of the cage. Yeah, um, holy crap. As, I don't even get a backdrop. Yay. Yeah, let me, uh, get, let me get it back up there. Yeah, go ahead. Well, as Francisco's being our responsible, proud leader, I will always start this segment as I tell everybody, welcome to the cage with Charles. Uh, wrestling is not fake, it's scripted. Wrestling is a dance. It's a ballet with soap opera uh, tendencies in there. And right now, this, this is kind of the bad days of uh, wrestling, you know, for one end. You know, as yeah. you know, I'm a three kind of brands, WWE, which encompasses Raw, SmackDown, NXT, which I love. Um, it has Ring of Honor, ROH, which you're going to call, which is right now kind of slightly in a rut. Uh, AEW is typically just the new... The new kid on the block. And then one that I always kind of forget about, but one I'll talk about for now, New Japan Professional Wrestling. Um, New Japan's always... And that's that's what we'll go on a second here, because New Japan's always kind of, like, hard to kind of explain to people, because, yes, it is, as you can tell, Japan-style wrestling or Japanese-style wrestling. A lot of it's strong style, which is a lot of hard, stiff hittings. Um, As I tell people, it has some of the best matches I've seen... Uh, but the problem is sometimes there's bad story elements that come into it. And sometimes it's good, you know. WWE is the soap opera. Uh, New Japan really styles itself as being great exhibition matches with some storylines coming in. But the reason why they're the highlight, I guess, this week for me is because they just announced their blocks for the G1 Climax. Um, and no, it's not that kind of climax, you guys. You're wrong and dirty. But it's just basically their way of whoever they break off the talent between two blocks, block A, block B. I don't know if you saw the comment there on Discord, Charles. Uh, but Mike... Oh, no. I, Mikey, it happened. It happened. <laughs> and I loved it. We'll talk about that. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I remember. Well, uh, dear Lord, man. It's just watching two old geezers fight. Dear man. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the problem right now is, you know, I guess we can kind of say this with an umbrella between New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, and WWE is Vince McMahon is on that nostalgia trip because he doesn't have faith in his new guys, and he thinks that the old geezers are going to sell. And you know what? He's kind of right, because it might not have sold for you know, people here, but it sold overseas, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and those billion-dollar monies come in there. I don't know if you see the screen here, but somebody's I got a, a, a GIF here, highlights from the Undertaker-Goldberg fight. <laughs> I see it now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, 
So the match, real quickly, was just a botch fest 3000. Uh, Goldberg gave himself a concussion, literally knocked himself out during the match. <laughs> Taker couldn't maintain the weight. Uh, he botched a tombstone. Goldberg botched a uh, jackhammer, nearly broke the guy's neck. It was just bad. So look into that if you want the gifts. Um, New Japan announced G1 Climax. They're working in conjunction with some of the, you know, new old school style guys, and then you know the new new generation. And then the old guys are still there. But one of the bigger names is John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, who is one of the few wrestlers that Andrew knows about, has been announced for the G1 Climax. He actually won the United States Championship for uh, IGWP. Um, for New Japan last week against Juice Robinson, and now he's entered this con- this, uh, this climax tournament. So essentially, whoever wins the tournament, uh, it goes by a point system. It's like round robin. Uh, you win a match, it's two points. You get a draw, it's a point. You lose, it's zero. So what happens if you win? Uh, you get to essentially get a title at Wrestle Kingdom, which is New Japan's version of. Um, WrestleMania, so that's kind of what's going on. Exciting is that the they announced some of the blocks that's going on. You know, uh, some of the best, like Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, have I, I got an article Mark. here, so let me let me open it up here. Um, they said New Japan Pro Wrestling announced the participants and blocks for this year's G129 tournament opens on July 6th in Dallas. What are they playing that? Yep, it, it it's going to be their first time. Oh, the DDT Pro Wrestling. I've seen a couple of their matches. Um, is it in Cowboy Stadium? Or, yeah, uh, I think it's in Jerry World. Okay. Uh, it's their first time going outside of, uh, you know, Japan for their climax. I think mm-hmm. they did a couple of stuff with Ring of Honor, because uh, Ring and Honor, Ring of Honor, and uh, New Japan had a very symbiotic relationship. And then what happened is once the Young Bucks, Cody, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page all says we're out, we're doing our own thing. There's a lot of talent pool that left. Uh, but you know what happens in the world of wrestling is that stars have to be made at some point. Um, but there's some guys in that whole block that you should be looking into if you're interested in seeing a new style of wrestling, if you like wrestling, what have you. Jeff Cobb's a big name. I'm a big fan of him. He was in a Lucha Underground, which you see on Netflix. Um, he played, or huh. I guess we'll call him play because it's like a, it's like a TV show, which is a story, but it's really weird. It was uh, La Montanza. Um, but he's in it. You have John Moxley, who was the formerly known as Dean Ambrose. You have Tetsuya Naito, who is one of the better ones, in my opinion, had a great match with the other guy who's in it. that should always be cared about is uh, Kasuga Okada. I think I said that right. Um, he's basically Japanese John Cena in the eyes of New Japan. And then you have uh, Moxley's going to be going against, um, I think, Tomohiro Ishii. So he's a big stiff guy. I feel like if I say these names, I'll be able to speak fluent Japanese and go from there. But uh, it's something to keep interested in. It comes in July uh, for anybody July who wants 6, to taste it. July 6th, because what happens is WWE right now is just a little stale. They're building up. They have a pay-per-view this week in Stomping Grounds. The card's not fully set, but no one's really kind of excited for it. They've had some attendance issues. But the one thing is I tell people is Vince McMahon panics because guess what happens during the time of April to June? NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, I believe that all will be bounced back in the world and a better product will be delivered for the WWE because there's no more stuff that people are going to be watching on Monday nights or Tuesday nights unless you choose to not watch you know, SmackDown Live or Money on Raw. But come see your boys at the uh, Sports Scoops because I can use those ratings. They'll sell out like a champion uh, real quick any day of the week. I don't know if you're looking at the comments here, Charles. 
uh, back on Twitch. I mean, if you could walk back here, yeah. Uh, about the uh, heavyweight, heavy metal weight championship belt, Mikey says it was the best in the world. Um, and said at some point the belt itself was the t- belt holder. <laughs> it just packed even... in. It's a sentient being. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm looking at their um I'm looking at their Wikipedia. A chef apparently, the chief chef of Yakiyama Springs won the title by pinning Mouse in a party. So it is a 24/7 title, which is ironic because guess what? Ha- who happens to have a 24/7 the championship? WWE just made WWE. one that was made so, in Microsoft Paint. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not even Microsoft Paint. What they did was they went to one of those car dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> um, and cut one of the wacky, waveable, inflatable tune, you know, guys, and then just put a little gold spinner on it. You know, remember, uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Uh, oh, so they're, they're taking from. Them. I gotta look this up because they're they're sh- they're showing off this uh, these belt holders, and I, I gotta I gotta look this up because the. Hold on one second. Let me let me uh, go on to Wikipedia here. Give me that. Open interact. So okay. But as we have the background noise of Francisco typing, essentially yeah. without the people listening, is that Right now is the sale part for WWE wrestling, but August is coming around, and usually that's the bill. For what the is this? Uh, notable champions as of May 2018, there were 1,300 title changes, as Mikey had posted already. Mm-hmm. A monkey has won it. A dachshund has won it. A cat has won it. Scott Hall won it. Look at that. <laughs> is he part of the inanimate objects category uh, here or not? I mean, um, when he drinks, he might. <laughs> <laughs> A chicken doll, a bat, a baseball bat, a, a poster, a, a, a pint of beer. Uh, this is great. This is fantastic. This is Jeff. This is Japan, right? So, of course, it, 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 Vince McMahon's Hollywood Walk of Fame star <laughs> held it at one point. A pork bun. Pork buns are good. Okay. All right. A pork belly. The the. Freaking Asian buns, those are those are freaking good, man. I love those. They might be no, they might be my non-sponsor actually. I don't know. They're really mm-hmm. good. I don't know if you have, if you had them, Charles. I don't know. Oh, you need to you need to go to a to a ramen place and order some. I'll tell you that much. I don't know there's much up there, but find a ramen place and and, and order some. Three elementary school girls at one point held it. This be you says a printed email one. Um, <laughs> a printed email one. <laughs> that goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, anybody can be a champion. Yeah, even Kawhi Leonard again. Uh, I, I was just going to say, you'll have Carl Malone come out of retirement just to uh, see what a championship feels like. Oh, God. Uh, well, people were making fun of uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he's like, before the season, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get a free championship, an easy championship. And... Uh, just so happened to not happen for him, which happened to Carl Malone back in 04 when yep. he joined the Lakers. Him and Gary Payton. Is that the biggest betrayal in sports history uh, that you would think of? What, 2004, Carl Malone? Yeah. I, think or not, got, I, I won't call it betrayal, he, but the biggest insult to the team that you were there for such a long time for. Oh, God. Yeah, for the, for the Jazz? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, freaking. Uh, I think John Stockton retired like the year before that or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was something like that. And uh, Jerry Sloan was still coaching the Jazz at that point. Yeah, that that might have been a big slight. Like, it's it's understandable at that point. Maybe okay, I could let it slide for Carl Malone. He had two shots, but he just so happened to face Michael Jordan and the Bulls, which is unfortunate. Had they faced probably any other Eastern Conference team around that point, they probably would have won at least one. There's plenty of guys who never even get the opportunity to sniff in the finals. Well, so. well yeah, that's true. He had three shots. Yeah. Uh, well, my criteria for the greatest of great players, they have to... I mean, there's some that you know just don't they don't make it at all. So there are some exceptions, but really, they gotta at least try and play for one championship, like at least one. You gotta have at least one. Sh- you don't have to win it; just have one shot at it. You know. So you got your Dan Marinos, your Charles Barkleys, um, uh, you got your Joe Thorntons. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, yeah, you got freaking um, Barry Bonds. Even Barry Bonds, he had one shot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he got one shot. That that's all he could ask for. So I, I guess not to veer away from wrestling and all this stuff, but it leads to a great question since we got some free time on this. Out of all the sports available, one guy that you have who right now has not made it to a finals in any of the sports that you think is gonna become like the best worst loser in this that's ever gonna get the finals and it's a travesty. So the best worst loser? Yeah, in a sense of where we never had the opportunity. Well, right now, Mike Trout kind of concerns me. Mm. You would think over the course of 13 years from now, he'd at least play in a World Series. But there are teams that have had massive droughts, i.e. right now the Marlins, or even the Royals, you would say, from 85 until 2014 when they finally went back to the World Series. So in baseball, there's a very good chance that the Angels will not make a World Series in the next decade. There's a very good chance. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good option. But let me give you somebody who is near the end of his career and never even snipped out a Super Bowl, and that's Philip Rivers. Oh, I, yeah, he got his closest shot last year. Really? Yeah. That was the closest uh, they've been. I think he got into an AFC championship against the Patriots, and that's when he tore his knee and they lost. But that's yeah. so long ago. Yeah. You know, and he's only gotten better with age, and you can't necessarily say that about a lot of old quarterbacks. And he, I mean, granted, that's the problem. You know, in NFL, you do get a lot of loyalty with the quarterbacks. They'll stay. Yeah. Other player, they're trained and whatnot, but, you know, he's given them 13, 14 years coming into it. He's going to be staying for at least another two years. He's not going to get the Eli Manning effect. And, you know, him and Roethlisberger are going to be hand in hand, and he'll stay with the team that drafted them. But he was there for the ups. He was there for the down. The 15 kids that he had. He there, went for the move from the move. San Diego to LA. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's the only. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I was rooting for the Chargers last year for whatever reason. I was just like, I just wanted. If Peyton Manning got to go out on a swan song, of at least getting two. You know, I want Phil to at least get into a finals appearance, if anything. Yeah. Or a Super Bowl appearance. Right. Yeah. He's that's yeah. He's a good one. Yeah, Dan Marino's the best one so far to have not won. Uh, to yeah. play and not have not won. I mean, he ha- but he at least played for one. Yeah. So that and, still and meets it, my criteria. Yeah, my, my criteria is that I think that if, even if you get to a Super Bowl, it's still good because that means you at least won an AFC championship or an NFC championship. 
I'm quite, I'm critiquing it from football because you get a lot of like lifers right. on, in that position who will stay loyal to a bad team. Who was that guy on the um, on the Cleveland Browns? He played for he's like he's basically a Hall of Fame player at his position, but he played for the Browns for his entire career. Uh, he re- he recently retired. Um, um, there's so many. There's so uh, many Browns who try and they, they disappear. But I'll give you a, a, a one that's more recent, um, but one that should just kind of stay in your mind. Um, arguably the greatest running back of all time, Barry Sanders. And then he woke up one day and he said, you know what? I'm, F Detroit. I'm he, out. Yeah, he's done. He is done. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Tiki Barber also retired early. Uh, but unfortunately, but that was for, ego. That yeah, was that ego. was ego, and that was beef. And if you if you guys have seen SB Nation's current uh, beef history of uh, Tiki Barber versus the New York Giants, you should watch it. It's pretty darn good. All of them are pretty darn good. And of course, I have to shout out my my SB Nation mates from uh, for back when I used to with be with them. But um, okay, uh, so uh, Charles, I uh, I had a trip recently. Uh, with my dad at a good old, that was basically his father's day present. Oh. We, uh, we hit the road for three cities. Ooh, it's uh, the parts of live action version of the goof movie. Yeah. the goof, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Except I wasn't going to college. Um, I was trying to get the hell out of college. Uh, so, um, I was trying to get the hell out of work <laughs> more than anything. Um, so we uh we hit up three cities tampa atlanta and dc to go see tropicana field suntrust park or what's well they're going to change the name to truest park i'm assuming yeah Yeah, i know it's an ugly name right yeah bb and t and suntrust are merging so it's going to be uh it's going to be awful really the bb and t center for the panthers is going to change so it's going to be called the truest center or something like that Anyways, and then Nationals Park up in D.C. And uh, honestly, Charles, out of the three stadiums, I I enjoyed Atlanta the most. As we talked about that, I said that you probably were because when you have a winning culture, you well, put some money in your damn field. It wasn't just that. It was, it was the entire atmosphere of, okay, like the Braves have been there since 1966. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of history already. Uh, they had that whole run from the the 90s through mid 2000s of winning their division every season. Uh, they had one championship, and I still bash on the Braves for only winning one out of those what eight, fifteen or so seasons that they had so such such a good run at. Um, well, the Marlins won two, but uh, but SunTrust Park in Atlanta. The Jets trade Jacob Truba to New York uh, for okay. Holy crap! Yes, tell us because uh, you and Andrew are resident hockey men. Yes, well, hockey right. Let me just it's it's low key like the NBA right now. Um, we had Eric Carlson, just uh, probably the bet he was going to be the best free agent defenseman on the market until now when he signed an extension with the Sharks for eight seasons. Uh, which is hugely significant. I guess he really enjoyed his time out in San Jose. But I'm, I'm just glad he didn't go to the Montreal Canadiens because there were rumors that he was 
thinking about Montreal, and I'm so glad that he didn't go there because then we would have had to hate him if he went to Montreal. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to look on our hockey for this. Um, I'm, I'm, I really am going to have to look on, on our hockey for uh, for all of this because um, things are moving. Um, that's well, You know what? BU, it's true. Well, Leafs fans are delusional. We all know that. Habs fans are just pretentious and uh, they're, they're French Canadians, so they're kind of weird. Um, I could say that. I live in South Florida. There's a ton of them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's always a rumor about Montreal and Toronto because they're both the most storied franchises in the league. Even though, really, if at some point, being storied ends once you're you have a fifty-plus year cup drought for the for the Leafs and well, the Habs are at least they won within my lifetime, so you know whatever. And they still have the most out of anybody. At, um, but thanks to the things like the salary cap and the Montreal Canadiens not taking advantage of their position being in Montreal and taking all the French Canadian players at one point. The original six era of hockey, like the early, that era of hockey was really weird. The Detroit Red Wings like owned like the Chicago Blackhawks at the same like the owners owned both teams at the same time and they fed all the good players to Detroit while the Blackhawks got the got the scraps. Like it is like the the original six era of hockey, if you look at the history of it, there's a lot of like a lot of corruption, there's a lot of um just straight up weirdness that I'm really glad that uh, things have have kind of mellowed out. Maybe like the Leafs and the Canadians are kind of paying for all of that. Heck, the, the Red Wings paid for it for a long time because they hadn't won a championship for quite a while until like the mid-90s. So maybe things what goes around comes around for a lot of these teams. So maybe this is just the the 84, 80, like the Red Sox 86-year drought for the Habs and the Leafs. Um, they'll have, they'll win one sometime later this century, and hopefully not be annoying like the Red Sox and the Pats and the Celtics and the Bruins are. But it'll go around again, and we'll have the Boston team suck for a long time again. Anyways, I, I just went on a rant. Anyway, SunTrust Park, uh, really good, really nice. The Braves have a lot of history, and they showed it off. That was what was really cool. They showed it off everywhere. You saw Hank Aaron stuff. You saw Phil Necro stuff. I mean, you saw their John Smoltz and Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and Chipper Jones and just all this history oozing from everything. And not just the Atlanta Braves, the Milwaukee Braves and the and even the Boston Braves. They had Babe Ruth stuff uh, around the ballpark. You could take a picture with their World Series trophy. Um, they had first what struck me the most was when you entered the area around SunTrust Park. So. Um, for, for those who don't know, um, the Braves used to play out in Turner Field, which was the Olympic Stadium in 96. Um, and they converted it to a baseball field. Um, that, the area where Turner Field was, or, well, it still is, it's being used by Georgia State now, um, is not really the most nice neighborhood, you would say. I drove by it just to see what it was like over there, and it's not the not the most enticing place to, to be at there's no there's no restaurants or hotels or anything of the sort um oh no i'll tell you about tropicana field at one at some point as well but um so let's uh, let's try and get maps up here um so i can i can show you kind of 
what I'm talking about. Um, so let's see. It's called Georgia State Stadium now. Um, so there it is now. And let's try to get a satellite view here. So yeah, there's there's really nothing here. There's a country in here, but uh, the just the the neighborhood around here. There's just nothing here, nothing whatsoever. Kind of like a sketchy neighborhood. Not the type of place you want to be coming out of a baseball game at like ten thirty <laughs> at night. All right. You don't leave your car in the right. garage or in that uh, You can area. see a yeah exactly. You can see here where the Fulton County Stadium used to be as well. Um, the Hank Aaron Wall, all that's still there. So there's still some Braves history there. But uh, we'll go back now and we'll look for SunTrust Park. Now, SunTrust Park is basically, after going there, I I want to, I don't know if Derek Jeter is listening to this, and I hope he is. <laughs> Come on, Jeets. Uh, Jeter, if you listen to me and, and, and your, 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 uh, your disciple Charles here, um, Go to SunTrust Park in Atlanta and look at how to make a baseball experience. Because um, here's SunTrust Park. Let me see if I can show my mouse on my, on, my, on the screen here real quick so you guys can see where I'm pointing at. Um, I don't know if you can, but whatever. Anyways, uh, there's the field. There's a football field on there for some reason, but at the same time. So around this, you can see like there's a yard house here. I'm highlighting it. All of this is just straight up restaurants and stores and 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 activities. There was there was a clown. There was a magician. There were people doing like all kinds of tricks on the streets. Uh, not not turning tricks on the street, but uh, <laughs> doing tricks on the streets. There's a Wahlburgers if you want to support Mark Wahlberg and his family's hamburger chain. Uh, if you want to do that, um, the ease of getting to the stadium, like I thought it would be really crappy with the traffic and everything. It was a breeze. We got there. Me and my dad got there about, I would say, 45 minutes before game time. Parking was easy. Parking garage. They let us in. We got out. We walked through and immediately you are led into the uh, <laughs> would you want to why would, you, why, why would you want to support Marky Mark? Yeah, um, I'm just. There's some people who like them. Some people who really like Transformers. Um, anyways, uh, you so you're fed into immediately from the garage into what they call the battery, and that's all of the areas surrounding the ballpark, the the restaurants and all that stuff. Um, there's a hotel. There's um, there's some corporate buildings as well, and. And there's just stuff to do. The Braves mascot was out there. Um, music and food and drinks and like, my God. And it's all around the ballpark. Everything's happier when it, better when you're actually winning. That also contributed to that as well. The Braves are doing pretty well right now. But anyways, good vibes. Good vibes all around, as you would say. Uh, as you said, actually, on the screen here. Nationals Park, I would say Nationals Park is probably like the, if you're talking in terms of Super Smash Brothers, it's the Super Mario of ballparks. Like, it's right in the middle, I would say. Nationals Park is, um, it's not great. It's not the best thing in the world. 
Um, and it's not the worst thing in the world. But it's there. It satisfies what you need. It, it is the new Super Mario Brothers U of, of baseball stadiums. Like, you'll play it. You'll get through it in about, a, like, three hours. <laughs> uh, you'll be like, yeah, I had an okay time with this. That's fine. All right, give so me... So it's the Domino's Pizza of ballparks? Yeah, basically. Like, you're not going to... It's not the worst thing in the world. You're not going to have diarrhea afterwards. Like, yeah. like you, you, it's satisfying. But it's still not like... It wasn't what I saw at SunTrust Park with all the history and just the amount of stuff to do. They had stuff for kids. Like, I went to Nationals Park. Um, the area around Nationals Park is not built up yet. It's still in the middle. It's not in the middle of the city, but it's... It's it's an area of the city that is being gentrified, okay? And by this point, it's gotten to the point where, you know, they got the condos and stuff around. It's gotten to that point where now it's considered one of the more expensive places to live in D.C. Um, around the ballpark. So the Nationals have uh, done what they wanted to do and do in the area. And I guess for this, the, the city of D.C. as well, since they paid for the park. Uh, but the game experience... The Nationals played the White Sox that day. Uh, it was Pride Night, which added some flair of festivities there, <laughs> I would say. Um, but I just didn't feel the same amount of excitement and kind of good vibes and history and stuff that I saw at um, at SunTrust Park. And SunTrust Park is new. Like, really, it's the newest park so far. And Nationals Park is maybe I think like like nine years old at this point. Yeah. So Nationals Park, um, a generic right down the middle stadium. Now we go on to Tropicana Field. <laughs> so Tropicana. Like the hard music in the background. Oh, okay, so Tropicana. Okay, uh, okay, but Tropicana Field outside looks depressing. It's a big gray building. Okay. It was made in the 80s, which is probably the worst period of sports architecture ever, where they made all types of horrible, gray-looking prison-type uh, buildings. Uh, so Tropicana Field was made around that time, I think like 86 or 85 or something like that. Uh, so you go in, the concourse itself isn't bad at all. The concourse, you could tell... They if they, they put money into that area of the ballpark where the food and entertainment is at. Good on them. Good on the Rays for trying to um, put makeup on a pig. <laughs> they, uh, interesting. They had like a, a museum there. They had a museum that honored. Uh, it was called. It's the Ted Williams Baseball Museum. Uh, since Ted Williams is from Tampa, or was from Tampa. Well, his head is still frozen somewhere in Tampa, I think. Um, <laughs> And broke down in 86. There you go. And uh, they had memorabilia from the Red Sox, obviously. Um, the Yankees. Uh, every single team except the Marlins for some reason. There was I saw absolutely no Marlins thing. I saw for the Braves and the Tigers and the White Sox and the Cubs. Nothing for the Marlins, and I don't know why. And I know we trade away all our players, but we're literally across the state. Uh, don't know, or at least, you know, build up the rivalry of what have you but the museum was really it was a nice touch to see at um at tropicana field it's something i didn't really even see at nationals park to be honest uh but the stadium inside they made the concourse where you can you can walk the entire stadium 
without losing view of the field, which is also really nice. I like that. So you can get up, go get your whatever, uh, get up and, and, and find your whatever, and then try and, and you'll never lose sight of the game. However, the interior of the park is depressing. It's gray. You can tell, like, they made the back of the outfield look like it's like a fence and, you know, with the, the scoreboard and stuff to kind of make it look like it's an outdoor ballpark. But you can clearly tell, like, they just, this is somebody's, um, they might also just put Legos out there. I don't know. It's just, it, it's just really bad. It's really depressing. Everything's gray. The roof is gray. The, 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 the concrete walls are gray. I'm surprised they haven't painted it to at least spruce it up a little bit put some art back there or something they're they're gentrifying the area i can tell you that so they're trying to improve the area around the ballpark but you're still surrounding tropicana field which is not nice so the rays have to move out uh they just have to tries tropicana field isn't a bad experience but it's not it's not, so, you don't really get, like, gosh, it feels like it's overcast all the time, which is depressing. I can explain this to you how to explain Tropicana Field. Yeah, you've been there too. Yeah, so let me explain this to you. For anybody else who has never been to the great state of Florida during the hurricane season like we have right now, right? Um, to explain Tropicana Field to people, if you've seen the movies, right? In the movies where the dad's trying to bonk the son, it's like, you know. The, hey, the goofy junior, movie. Come here. Yeah, it was a goofy movie, right? But listen, Goofy wasn't a sports guy, okay? So I'm going to take it out of it. But if you had, we'll take the movie Field of Dreams, right? Okay. And how, there's that relationship between father and son, how important it was for, you know, learning baseball and all that stuff. If you brought your child to Tropicana as his first ever experience, he would just toss his glove away and never play the sport again. That is the feeling and sensation of when I went to Tropicana Field. And I'm a Yankees fan, so my, my happy behind is not going to Yankee Stadium because I'm broke. But I'll go to Tropicana every couple of years. I wanted to go this year, but I don't think I can. They, they don't have weekend games. Side note, I'm going to hit something on point. Why can't you have division rivalry games on a weekend? Because they know that i would say it's because they know that the yankees and the red sox will draw so uh, draw on the weekends weekdays because oh, weekdays. because uh, hey we're nobody's gonna come see us face the freaking white Sox. i'm not picking on the white Sox. i'm just, they're just awful right now so who's gonna go and watch them and I don't think enough people from Chicago like the White Sox enough to go to Tropicana Field to watch them. It may be the Cubs. Maybe the Cubs. Most likely the Cubs, but... Um, Goofy's not a sports guy, and yet... Oh, yeah, Goofy uh, skateboarding, right? Is that is that really... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should see the link. It was pretty funny. The moment I saw it, I knew exactly what it was. I saw oh, gosh. It. Okay, I have to click on that link somehow if I can. Let me see if I can... Uh... Oh, maybe I can copy and paste it. One second. But to be used point, I will propel some theory of, you know, multiverse Goofy. That a father in a, you know, a Goofy movie, an extreme Goofy movie, is not the yeah. same as the beloved ones that we had growing up. That's true. He does sex skate in the second movie. That is true. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> uh, we're going into the goofy cinematic universe here. Uh, okay. Anyways, that was the trip across. Uh, we were almost going to go to Philly, but unfortunately, the Phillies weren't oh. there. Remember, you can never take enough showers to, after a Philly game, so you're going to be clean. <laughs> yeah, so, no, yeah. honestly, gosh. Okay, I've been to Philly. Um, <laughs> I like how you preface that. I've been to Philly and um, not my favorite city. All right. Okay. All right. It's uh, um, I could see why. Look, I love watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I could see why. I could see where that type of humor comes from. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if I lived here, that's probably how I would act and feel. And hey, I could make a comedy out of this type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Philly's kind of. Mm. Not the most scenic city in the world. I'll tell you that much. Some interesting things like that weird, um, that one museum with like all the morbid stuff. Uh, that's there. You mean downtown? <laughs> yeah, next to the Liberty Bell. Uh, um, and I guess uh, it's next to the University of Penn. It's around there, but it's, a, it's like a morbid museum where they have like body parts and weird medical stuff it's it's kind of i forgot what it's called man it's famous too we'll lose all our philadelphia fans if we have any i'm not sure i'm not making fun not. of philly fans um, i think we've insulted enough throughout the season uh, they, just we've, yeah we've insulted but listen i'm a marlins fan so really there's not much more you can do to hurt me so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh god! And you know they tried us in the World Series, and we set them down in place, so it's okay. And I was oh that World Series was really bad for me, because mm. uh, I didn't know who I wanted to lose more. I mean, the answer was simple: you want to have the new dynasty because you can't. You have to side point since we're improving all day today. Can you ever root for a in division rival to win? Well, it it was against them. Like okay. The 2008 Phillies, I wasn't like I wanted the Rays to win, but I wasn't too upset. I'm like, okay, the Phillies haven't won in forever, and you know it was nice and all that type of stuff. But then the Philly fans just became way too obnoxious to the point where it's like, man, I really hope they lose. And then they got Roy Halladay and all these other people, and I'm like Cliff Lee, and 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 like they were repeating again. You got Pedro Martinez again. Uh, well, that was him at the downturn of his career, but. Um, and then you guys face the Yankees, and I'm like, the, the Phillies oh, face the Yankees, and I'm like, and that was yeah, the Yankees. That was the swan song of the um, the dynasty, I would say, yeah. with the the core guys. But it was like, okay, did he, and, no, and I hated a Rod really like a ton at that point, so I didn't want to see him win the championship, and um, lo and behold. You guys, the Yankees win, and it's like, okay, well, I guess the Meteor didn't win out in this one. Oh, well. Uh, but whatever, you guys haven't won forever either. Yeah. You, know, you guys have years. a, yeah, decade-long drought. Welcome to the welcome to the party. Yeah. I, I mean, to, to, to supplement my idea with some stuff, you know, every time it was the Red Sox going, I never really root for them. I always acknowledge that it's them, but... Last year, you know, knowing that they were in the finals, I was, you know, King Petty. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're just not even going to watch it. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. At that point, I wanted the Dodgers to win. 
Yeah. Okay, it's weird too because you kind of the same way I felt for Kansas City. It's yeah. the same way I feel for the Dodgers. Like, look, there's only so many times you can go to the World Series back to back to back, and, and I'm gonna feel bad for you because I'm gonna kind of root for you. You know, they look like the best team this year. All respect to Houston. I mean, the the, uh, the Dodgers. Have, well, let's say since uh, I guess Magic Johnson and those guys bought the team. I've been on this run where they've been spending like crazy just to win a championship, and they haven't. And this is right; they're the best team again this season, and we still don't know if they're going to win it all. Because they even they even traded dudes away, and they look even yeah. more dominant. Yeah, they got Yassi. They they traded away Yasiel Puig. Yeah, you know, because and good pitching is where it's at now. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, look at the Reds. The Reds have uh, some of the group good, like Luis Castillo. Marlins gave him up. He was on the Yankees, right? Uh, briefly, I believe. Yeah, briefly, but we got him from you guys. And that was a mistake, trading him away. For, uh, was it Fernando Rodney? I forgot who it was mm-hmm. we traded him for. It was something awful like that. Is he even still in the league? He's somewhere, right? Where is he? Uh, well, I mean, what an excellent player we remember to forget segment. Uh, um, no, Fernando he's probably Rodney. still playing. Let me look. He's probably still playing somewhere. With the Washington Nationals. Oh well, okay, a mediocre team right now. I, that it fits him perfectly. He'll probably have. He, a, that's actually that's when he does his best. That's actually when he does his best. He'll have an all-star type of season when he's on a on a bad team. I think he's also down in their AAA option though. Oh. The AAA okay. club. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's really dying a slow death. <laughs> Because when you look, you know, all intents and purposes, sometimes you got to send guys down to work on the mechanics. We sent down Clint Frazier over the weekend because we yes, have too many guys on the roster. But that's a, I just wanted to trade him because it's time to get a pro, – we need a pitcher, not a prospect. We need a starting pitcher because CeCe's leaving. Let's get a guy in two He's years. He's 42 years old? Wow. He is. Dear so Lord. this is why you're dying a bad death. It's okay to send a young guy to figure out the mechanics. When you're sending down a 42-year-old – there's plenty of guys that you just call up from. Might as well be Kenny Powers. Sheesh. He pretty much is Kenny Powers, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, look at his face. He's all serious. That's true. He's a Dominican Kenny Powers. Yeah, the real Kenny Powers. <laughs> um, that's tying a bad death, man, because not everybody, never, not every old pitcher is the Barcelona Cologne where they can just say, hey, I gained like 50 pounds, but also got like five miles on my heater, so let's do this. <laughs> No, not everybody can be Bartolo, man. Yeah, because steroids help Bartolo. That man was choosing, and he still gets chances. But hey, more power to him, right? I think at a certain point, like, like he got so big that it's like, you know what, Bartolo, you keep doing those steroids. We'll yeah, let it slide. Like, you know, listen, if they can I'm make you, if they can make you relatively athletic, then so be it. Listen, I'm about the fat guy movement between Bartolo, <laughs> between Andy Ruiz, just bring him back to uh, Pride. Listen, you know, screw the, you know, Thor helped it best. Screw these guys with their Apex. Let's show them what a real, like, jelly roll looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. So I'm hoping I can get this capture card set up next week. Um,. And I have to pick up. Okay, so um, so I got my Wii U here, and so the funny thing is, the PlayStation and the N sixty four emulator on it, they only work with the original Wii remotes, not the Wii remotes that have the Wii Motion Plus in them. Uh-huh. So I brought my two controllers that have Wii Motion Plus, so they don't work. 
So I have to go back up to my parents' place when I pass through when I'm going up to Orlando or pass back down when I'm coming back. So I can pick those up and we could play some actual No Mercy and stuff like that on there. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be the new improved sports groups with funding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Patreon.com slash sports goof. If you're listening out there, Kevin Durant, while you're healing up on your Achilles tendon, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It doesn't matter where you go, dude. You can stay with the Warriors. You can come to the Heat if you want. Uh, you know, I hear their medical staff is really darn good. If you want to do that one year, like one year re- <laughs> recuperating, we don't even need to have him play. He could just be here recuperating. He, he with just the- got to my ties with Lane Kiffin and Boca. <laughs> Like, it's all right, dude. Football in paradise, baby. Football in paradise. That's the slogan for the Owls this year. Yeah, we got you. You know, we'll get you some hot little blondies. You know, it's all good. Just donate to our show first before we, because I I got, you know, FAU alumni here. We we got you, Lane. We got them a hook. Oh, yeah, dude. Go Owls with my fingers making the owl eyes or something. Um, Yeah. What else did I want to talk about? Oh yeah, Charles, should you put a should you put ketchup on a steak? No, thank you. Like you shouldn't even put steak sauce. And listen, if you have to put a one sauce on your steak, you return your steak. Okay. Because when you order it rare, that's all you need. Mm. Oh, well, how do you order your steaks? Rare. Rare? Really? Yeah. You're you're a salmonella guy, huh? Listen, you like sushi because... Look, I like sushi, all right? I don't mind sushi. I, I can't eat a ton of it because there's a lot of shellfish, but what I can, I will eat. Mikey here put steak sauce on his leftover steak. I can respect that because day old steak does not have the same taste, especially if you nuke it real quickly. So I don't think <laughs> that, if, whether it's ketchup or anything else afterwards. But when it's out, you know, you know what to do. So I did a, a steak faux pas yesterday when I took some of the uh, the Heinz Mesquite barbecue grill. Or no, Memphis Memphis barbecue grilled. No, barbecue uh, barbecue sauce. Um, yeah, Memphis brown sugar barbecue sauce that I put on my steak yesterday for Father's Day. Even though I'm not a dad, but my dad was cooking steak. So, um, look, I, I, ketchup is ketchup on a bat on a good steak is a yes, yeah, so it's it's bad. All right, it is it is an atrocity. But, but look, my dad cooked it on a grill, therefore it is barbecue. Thus, I think it opened up that steak into the barbecue category. Thus, I could use barbecue sauce on it. That's my my logic for doing so. Any other? Uh, if I'm at a steakhouse, there's no barbecue sauce around. I know that, but I don't need barbecue sauce because at a steakhouse, especially if you ever been to Three Forks, uh, out there in Palm Beach Gardens, they're really good. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, that's that's some good stuff right there. You don't need no sauce for that type of stuff. I mean, first off, Francisco, how do you take your steak? Mine is medium well. Some <laughs> um, I mean, BU said something that's very important about shop. If you like the flavor of the sauce, that's a different story. Ketchup does not have, to me, a flavor, hmm, how do I want to say this, amplifier for 
for something like a steak, even it's medium well. That's, yes, I could say so. Because, like, the barbecue sauce was great for me, all right? Yeah. All right, and it's barbecue sauce, so that's, it's meant, it was cooked on a grill. It's meant to enhance the the grilliness. I don't even know if that's a word, but whatever, I'm using it, of the meat that you're eating. So I would say that. Uh, quick callback, Japanese wrestling. So let's see, hold on. Let me let me see if I can open this up before... Uh, um, See if I can highlight this and open it up on the uh, other screen here. Holy crap. Oh, people. Let's see if I can copy this. I don't know if it can. This is on the, the OBS browser, so I don't even know if it's going to work. But we'll give it a shot. Get Fernando Rodney off the screen, that's for sure. Oh, there it is. <laughs> what is this? Holy crap. This is Japanese wrestling? To a degree. To a... I mean, listen, you know, you have to enjoy it, Francisco. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Uh... And it's all in Japanese, right? Yeah, I mean, they have some American announcers, but okay. it just comes in. But... And I just send this big-ass link. So forgive me, everybody, if I hurt your eyes on my Google link search. Hold on, let's see if I can, if I can grab it before it, it disappears on me. Uh, copy, copy. Real quick. Now I, I figured out how to freaking copy and paste links onto this. This is so we are improving here, folks. It is happening, little by little. This show is is becoming what I dreamed of. We're gonna create our media empire here. Um, All babies have to crawl before they walk, man. Oh yeah. Here we go. All right. <laughs> uh, previous page is sending you to. Okay, yeah, that's what I want. So let's click there. So we got here Reddit, Reddit R squared circle. That's what Kenny Omega does to little girls who think they can wrestle. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, Kenny Omega is regarded as one of the top wrestlers in the world now. Yeah. Sorry from the bottom that he's there. Oh, yeah. But that that's Japanese. Listen, creativity, going back into the wrestling segment, creativity is sometimes best in wrestling, and sometimes you get the best characters in wrestling when they can be creative and not have an 80-year-old man who's juiced out on steroids tell you what's funny, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think outside the bun sometimes. Yeah, Speaking of, like, nacho fries are back. Is that is that time we go into a little non-sponsor stuff? Oh, uh, oh yeah, we haven't even done that. Sheesh! Yeah. All right, gosh, yeah, you you are right, Charles. Yeah, word from our non-sponsors, um, people, places, and things, and concepts, and animals, and inanimate objects, what what have you. We we enjoy them over the past week. Actually, not the past week because we had a quick turnaround with this episode. Um, we. Covered the end of the hockey season last time. We covered the end of the basketball season this time. So, uh, uh, Charles, you haven't gone in a while. So, what you got? Right, I'm going to make it a twofer. I'm going to make it yeah. a twofer. Go ahead. It's kind of like an the explanation. strongest yesterday, generals in the world. Okay. And then explanation of today. Um, so, as you guys know, I love food. Oh, it's yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. You know, you love it in every shape and size. And for Father's Day, I took my father out to a nice, good old tasty of Flanagan's. 
Oh, so uh, a, a, a staple down here. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to Platypus because they have what I think is always the best investment of meal. I think this is Flanagan's second time on being non-sponsors. Actually, they might actually be the first uh, dual double non-sponsor here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we do it is because they give you the best duo combo out there for about eighteen bucks. You get half a rack of ribs that are perfectly cooked with the right kind of sauce, and your choice of either shrimp, chicken sinkers, or just chicken tenders, but battered in whatever you want, and whatever sauce has, or just chicken wings. I myself went for the chicken tenders because I am not a heathen. I like all my chicken to eat, not that all the bones. <laughs> um, the great thing about it is that you get for roughly, roughly seventeen seventy nine, you have dinner and lunch because I ate my ribs, had one sticker and today for lunch. I had my remaining chicken stickers and fries, but then I also go to my other non sponsor and guys I'm a sucker for desserts. I like the sweets. I usually like candy, but if you give me a kind of tasty treat, I'm just destroying my mouth. And one of these things, these delicious little yellow monsters that look like school buses filled with sweet, sweet cream, uh, no pun intended, uh, usually works well for me. And those are Twinkies. Oh boy, Twinkies. You know what? I actually bought a box of Twinkies last week, the red, white, and blue ones. Oh yeah, because it's America. And we celebrate all things American. Ladies and gentlemen, there was nothing more American than what I ate today for lunch, which was my leftover chicken stickers, fries, and a Twinkie. And guys, <laughs> I ate it after because I was so full that I wanted to take a nap in my office. I had to prepare for court tomorrow. But yeah. I loved it during. So my non-sponsor of the week, the duel, is Flanagan's, home of their famous baby back ribs and their great price of combos. Go get their lunch specials. And Twinkies, which is basically America's, you know, gift to mankind. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, my promo code for them is just delicious. That's delicious. all I got for you. All right, dude. Okay. Oh, dear Lord. There are the Twinkies. The, the freaking wow, Hostess. Hostess, you are... I don't know how you guys were bankrupt at one point, but... Gosh darn it. Look at all this this great stuff. And, of course, the Twinkie at the top, because the Twinkie is the king of, uh, of uh, pastry snacks, I would say. Yeah. So, Okay, so my non-sponsor, I guess uh, we'll go here. And, uh, well, once again, like, uh, E3 happened. And um, and I, I have to say my non-sponsor is a, is a, is a man who, who deserves, who does not, who, we do not deserve him whatsoever. And that is Masahiro Sakurai. Yes. Um, he is, we, we, we should never ask him for anything ever again. Um, he literally kills himself every time he makes a smash game uh and this time around he introduced two new characters um if you're a weeb uh you enjoyed the dragon ball z knockoff characters that he introduced at the beginning of the nintendo direct uh the hero from dragon quest but we're not here to talk about that uh we're 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 here to talk about the, the the surprise character that he introduced at the end of the Nintendo Drag, before, of course, they announced the sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I am also looking forward to, because it looks like Ganondorf is returning. Um, and uh, that is uh, uh, the the reintroduction of Banjo-Kazooie into the world of Nintendo. Uh, it's significant. It is absolutely huge. 
this is different from freaking having Sonic the Hedgehog in Smash Brothers because Sonic is part of Sega, who is a dead competitor to Nintendo in the console scene. Uh, th- this is different than that. This is this is an actual competitor right now of Nintendo, uh, who is a devil dogs over Twinkies. Yeah. Oh, whoa, that's a debate there. Oh boy. You know what? My favorite are zebra cakes. I'm a zebra cake mm. man. I am a zebra cake man. Okay. If you had to put them all in the lineup right there, I'm a zebra cake dude. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, there's the trailer right there for uh, for you saw the jiggy go by. And this is a competing company's character, which they are... Okay, let's be real. They're not using him. They're not using any of Rare's property, to be honest. So why oh, not? I mean, it's Cosmic Brownies. <laughs> huh? Well, let's be real. Oh, yeah. But continue. Anyways. Um, and they, they brought him back. They brought Banjo-Kazooie back. He has a... I guess a modern design to his N64 look. Not his uh, really blocky, weird looking. Uh, he kind of, you know, he kind of uh, let himself go look from back in, was it 2008 or something? That's when uh, Nuts and Bolts came out on the Xbox, which was just basically a uh, uh, a car making game. I have no idea what the heck it was. It was weird. But yeah, uh, are we going to get a remaster? Oh, man. I'm not even sure. It would really depend if Microsoft announced Xbox Game Pass or something on the Switch. Because I think they re-released Kazooie and Tui already on the Xbox mm-hmm. 360 and, and 1, I think. So, I mean, a remaster would be cool. We're kind of in the age of 32-slash-64-bit remasters at this point. Uh, we already got, yeah, we already got Crash and Spiral. Uh, we're getting Panzer Dragoon. From uh, that's a Sega Saturn game, which I think they lost the code for at some point. Um, so the fact that they're remaking it is huge. I'm hoping they remake Sonic R because you know, <laughs> it's a, yeah, Sonic R. Look, I enjoy Sonic. Sonic R is like, it's like watching Dumb and Dumber. All right, it's it's the Dumb and Dumber of 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 Sonic racing games. All right, you you know what you're getting. All right, but you're gonna enjoy it, all right. But anyways, Masahiro Sakurai, you, you freaking you. I don't know who you're gonna put next in Smash. There's still two more DLC characters left. Uh, I, I don't even know who it would be at this point. Like, uh, I would love for it to be Travis Touchdown, but and you know what? The trailer would be really cool if he was like, I'm not just some other anime sword fighter that type. But that would be a really nice, you know, nod to having another sword fighter. I'm hoping, honestly, I hope they have like a first-person shooter representative. So Doom. Yeah, so like Doom the guy. Doom guy, or if Microsoft is really buddy buddy with Nintendo, they put in Master Chief. Oh, that would be oh, huge. Sorry. That would we'll be see. massive. We'll see. I'm not ready for that. You're not ready for that. I, yeah, I don't know how I can comprehend. If comprehend. if that would to like that, they would have to like okay, we're putting Xbox Game Pass on on Nintendo Switch. Okay, and then like right at the end they put that trailer. You know, it looks like Halo Infinite and nope, Ethan Smash. Yeah, look, I, I would it would make me get the Xbox Game Pass for at least the, the special they have where it's like a dollar. Honestly, honest, yeah, the, I've seen some looks. I, I think Doug, who is a uh 
uh, an original member of the show. He's got Xbox Game Pass. It sounds like it's a really good deal. For for if you yeah something like I think there's like a ten dollar deal right now for the summer, like it's it's not bad especially if you play a lot. That's my issue though. I don't know if I'm gonna play a lot. I'm not even sure. I only play yeah. Like what are you playing right now? What are you like really playing right now? Uh, NBA 2K19 that I picked up three bucks at the PSN network. Right. I'm cheap. Yeah. Uh, And I need something that I can focus on, but also just you know not be lost in translation as I'm playing with you guys. Uh, we're talking to you guys. I'm more. I'm, I've been playing Smash because I'm trying to get better at playing as Captain Falcon and Mario, and I'm being absolutely bodied right now by everybody because I suck as them. <laughs> I really do. Um, uh, and I'm playing Cadence of Hyrule, which is I, I, that and Shovel Knight. So I have to beat those at some point. So I should stop buying new games. But Super Mario Maker's coming out at the end of the month. And I know I'm gonna buy that, even though I don't know. I'll probably I probably won't make more than like five levels, <laughs> to be honest. We're just there for other people to make stuff for me. Right, right. Well, it's like the stages in Smash Brothers. I made one stage and that was it. I'm like, yep, yep, I'm done. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. So that's our our non-sponsors for for this week. Okay. Well, Charles, we're at an hour 44, Mark. I don't know what else you want to talk about, dude. Uh, I mean, I think we kind of hit everything unless you want to end, I guess, the wrap-up of our NBA season right now on our impressions and thoughts on the Pelicans trade. Just leave it at that. CD Project Red. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. Keanu Reeves, the game, hopefully. Uh, John Wick confirms for Smash. Um <laughs> you kill the duck hunt dog and he goes on a rampage. So he becomes a fatality. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the CD Project Red. I mean, there is some Microsoft stuff that looks really enticing uh, that um I'm, I'm I just uh the fact that they announced their stuff for PC, that really makes me excited. I don't have to buy an Xbox. I can just buy I just I've been wanting to get a high-end PC, gaming PC, for a while, so it kind of gives me incentive to finally start saving up for that if Microsoft's going to put their stuff on there. So it means I could I could enjoy best of both worlds. Um, yeah, The Last of Us 2. That is... Oh, there's a lot of games coming out, man. Um, uh, but it's it's the same thing every year. Like I, There's still a ton of my backlog that I haven't even played, to be honest. I never finished Yoshi's Woolly World on the Wii U at all. And I want to get Yoshi's Crafted World, but I can't even justify buying it until I beat the other one. Yeah, those are like six-hour games, too. I know, and that's the worst part. Like, I could totally beat it, but I keep playing Smash Brothers. Yeah, you know, your heart wants what your heart wants. Yeah. Uh, alas. Um, all right, so yeah, basketball season is over. We got baseball, and... Uh, well, I guess we'll be, next week we'll hopefully have our our first in the series of playing retro video games again, bringing that 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 concept of the show back from the dead. The best kind. Yeah. Because you know, let me tell you guys something. At this time of the year, everybody wants to get away from the hot damn sun or that hardcore rain and just pick up a controller and play it out. Okay. All right, Charles. So. Thank you for joining me. 
for uh, for mm -hmm. the show. We we popped out. Now we're in forty five plus of this. Uh, and I'm proud of us. Thank you for everybody for uh, you know contributing in the chat for listening to us. You know for dealing with my nonsense, dealing with Francisco's nonsense. Oh yeah, and uh, it is nonsense. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's the best kind of nonsense. It's goofing around. Lakers will get Kyrie and Kawhi. Dear Lord. Do, no, wait. Can the Lakers get both of those guys? I, I think they can get... Kyrie gets the lower than the max, but you know, he, Kawhi he gets would the have max. To, he would have to make a... Yeah, he would have to... It'd probably be like a wink-wink scenario, kind of like how the Heat mate got the big three to kind of all each take a little just to even things out so they could... Support the three guys and still surround them with some good players. Um, I, I can't see them getting all four guys. That'd be. Does LeBron really want to play Kyrie? I think so. Kyrie did his little 180 there, where um, he did his little 180, where he kind of apologized. He apologized LeBron because he was on the Celtics and he realized, you know, playing with these young guys and it's not that easy being. Uh, quote unquote the best guy on the team uh, and kind of leading these players I could see Kyrie going back to the Lakers uh, well Lonzo's gone so uh, it opens up well Kyrie already knows how to play with LeBron that's a, that's a plus there if he's willing to take uh, less than the max Allowing the Lakers the flexibility to get all those guys in, signing uh, Anthony Davis the following season because that's when he's a free agent, unless they work out an extension during the season. Um, and still leave enough room to surround them with some good veterans, which maybe LeBron's hoping they do that and kind of recreate the, the Miami Heat where they got guys like Shane Battier and Ray Allen to come in. Um, who just wanted to win and like good players who hadn't won rings and well, Ray Allen only won one, but who, you know, are looking to jump on to the uh, championship wagon, if you will. Um, yeah, no, well, Kyrie, well, he, yeah, of course he didn't want to play with LeBron, which is what the whole reason that facilitated, facilitated the trade and was it after 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And where he went to Boston for um, Isaiah Thomas, right? Yep, and that was a death. No one won that trade. Uh, yeah. If, this... both, if both teams are leaving, or both guys are leaving, no one won that trade. That's true. The, the, the Cavs didn't win another championship. They made it to the finals again, but that was because LeBron played out of his mind that playoff season. Um, and, of course, J.R. Smith ruined everything in game one. And then, uh, and then yeah, then Kyrie had kind of like regrets – this season, of course, he thinks the Earth is flat still, so I don't even know what to what to say about him. Um, well, well, listen, you want to be the face of that uh, franchise, but be heckled. It's better just to have LeBron take the uh, take the tomato shots for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie, yeah, he can come here and he can well, he can come to LA and uh, be what he was in Cleveland, but I guess in a well, he already made a movie. He was an uncle. He already has an Uncle Drew movie, yeah, so unless he really just wants to be an aspiring actor, he's going to come to LA and ask for LeBron for his help. Yeah, or he'll be LeBron's sidekick in Space Jam too, along with Bugs Bunny. Just um, the Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, he'll I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But the Lakers. Uh, yeah, they already on the Vegas already has the Lakers being the bet the 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 favorite to win the finals next season. Don't I mean? Let's, don't see it let, right now. Let, but let's be honest about something though. But if that's you're going to give them the odds, yeah, yeah. But if you're going to give them the odds, you're also and this is something that Vegas normally doesn't do, but you're also going to do it because Frank Vogel's your head coach. <laughs> Say what you will about his time with the Orlando Magic, but he put the heat through serious hell with the Pacers, and this is a well-constructed team to lease for he, his kind of coaching. It's not yeah. young guys or anything like that. Right. The, yeah, the Magic job. He's probably not a guy that can develop young players. He's probably not that type of coach. He's the type of coach that well. I guess, well, I mean, there was a young Paul George. You had Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert, he had um, a kind of healthy Danny Granger. Yeah. Uh, so he can develop, but he's better off just kind of disciplining people. Yeah. So it, for all intents and purposes, you know, Luke Walton, we'll never know the story of Magic was just an incompetent GM and Luke Walton was mad, or vice versa. We'll see what he is in Sacramento. But at least if you're going to put those odds, it's also because you do know you have competent coaching. Right. But you also just have no picks and all that other stuff. Yeah. I would say Frank Vogel is an upgrade over Luke Walton at this uh, point. Yeah. Just but just going by his his career at this point so far. Like, he's led the, the, the Pacers to the brink of an NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, so that's not a... That's that's closer than what. Well, I mean, Luke Walton picked up a, a Warriors team that was already set to go. I mean, uh, I don't know how much of a contri- contribution he made when Steve Kerr was out, but you know. Okay, so I guess that's it. All right, Charles. That works for me. All right, thank you, Francisco. Thank you, everybody. All right, people, take care and enjoy this uh, girl continually getting uh, destroyed here. <laughs> It's been on there for the entire time, but whatever. Bye, everybody.